Oh, I love this movie. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this movie? <laughs> Farmer and I'm a cinephile. I'm Megan Carver and I'm a newbie. We watch all kinds of movies. Yes, we do. NC-17 included, mm. new and old. And we let you know if you should watch them too. Welcome back to So I Married a Cinephile. Wow, this week's episode, this you guys. This week's episode, I just, it's like, there's so many thoughts. I, I watched this on Tuesday and it's still bothering me. <laughs> Dare I say, you are changed. I am a changed. Having watched this movie. And it's not like I'm a changed woman. I'm a changed person. Yes. Like as, like an, as a being core. existing in the like world, right I am a different, here. molecularly, I'm a different person. Every chakra you have is it's, now. They've all gone to my uterus <laughs> and they're hiding. <laughs> they're hiding inside of my uterus now. Oh um, my. Along with having an extraordinary movie, we also have an extraordinary guest today. Yes, we do. We have our friend. Jason Satterland. Hi. Welcome, Jason. I'm here. How are you guys? We're good. Whoa, We're are... so excited to have you on. Yes. I kind of been wanting to be on for quite a while. You and, have. And what a yes. movie to start with, right? I, <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, they'll, maybe they'll ask me to be on like Die Hard or Predator or nope. Showgirls. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll do that one. Of course. Because, <laughs> yeah, and just for background for uh, folks who would be interested to know a little bit more about Jason, which everyone should be interested in. Uh, we know Jason because we met him through the Portland film community. Yes. Jason is a fantastic and insanely talented director um, whose Star Wars fan film, dare I say, nay, I must say, is so much better than uh, any of the newer any of the newer out. Star Wars ones that came out. <laughs> you guys are like, very sweet. What's his name? The one guy was like, I didn't watch the Last Jedi, or not the Last Jedi. Was it Last Jedi? Probably the Last. Jedi. He's like, the I last, didn't watch Last the Jedi. Last was Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, he's like, I didn't watch Rise of Skywalker, but I watched Jason Satterland's film, and it was fantastic. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that was a cool comedy. Yeah, Kenobi. That was called. It was Kenobi. that was quite an experience. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed Kenobi a lot. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, it was really good. I really, and Ben I, was like, see, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. It's called good storytelling. <laughs> Just do it. It was quite an experience to make. Uh, and I don't want to drag us off track of uh, what amazing uh, cinema artwork we're going to talk about tonight. <laughs> but it was quite an experience to make. And it actually hit like, I think it hit a million views in 24 hours. That's Boom. Really? Was, yeah, it was cool. And awesome. it ended up on Steven Soderbergh's uh, movies he watched last year, me. which I, I was shocked at that. And he didn't, awesome. and the movie not on his list was Rise of Skywalker. Right, you know? He watched ours and I, I Which I think that. says a lot. That says a lot. That. And Steven Soderbergh is, he's okay. You know, he's done a few. <laughs> he's okay. He's yeah. done a he's few. He's all right. Like, out of sight. Yeah. Eh. Ocean's Eleven. Eleven. I had a friend, by the way, this is like one of my favorite games, is to ask somebody, if you kind of know what a movie is, but you don't actually know the plot, try you to try to explain it. it. And she hadn't seen Ocean's Eleven, and she's like, she's British, and she's like, I think it's all these people that are on a boat, and they're doing a heist on a boat, and the boat's name is Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it's like, about. That's exactly yes, that's it. You got it. it. Yeah, was, you totally yeah. got it, Errol. Good job. Oh, he did uh, Haywire as well. Oh, I, I fucking love Haywire. Yeah. I haven't watched it in a long time. Oh my gosh, we should we should watch that. Yeah, that's one of the 
most realistic fight scenes. Oh my god! Uh, uh, the the hotel rooms With fight scene. Michael oh, Fassbender. Yes. That fight yes. is just get out of well, here. Well, and uh, uh, what's her name? Um, not Ronda. Is it Ronda Rousey? What's no, her name? It's, it's like Gina. Gina uh, Carrera. Gershon. No, no, or, not Gershon. Gina Gershon, Gina Gershon uh, is in this movie. Gina, that we're about to I'm, my about. worlds are colliding. <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm blanking on her name, but yeah. she's she's like a legit like yeah. MMA uh, like, yeah. fighter. And so yeah. it's the I I dare say it's one of the few times I've ever seen a, a fight scene with a female lead that actually looks believable. Oh yeah, sure. like sure. it's like oh yeah, you know, like when she triangle chokes. There's a she gets him in a guillotine at one point. It's like, yeah, that's pretty legit. Like, <laughs> and then when she gets on top of him and triangle chokes him, and he, she's like breathing. It's like, yep, I yep. I know that move. Yep. Like well, that, I was gonna ask it's very too, like you know, because we, we talk all the time about what we're up to. So, what have you been up? What's one exciting thing that happened to you this week? This week, well, um, so I shot a feature film last year called The Suppression, and uh, we locked picture, uh, like in April. And so this week we shot the last little pickup shot, which is literally just a blood drop on the floor. But that was the last little pickup shot that we needed. Uh-huh. Um, picture is locked. I started getting VFX in for stuff. And it's super exciting because this film is, is it's, I mean, of course I'm going to say this because it's my film. Right. <laughs> but it's really good. I, I did not write it, but it was one, when I read the script, it was one of those, I was like, all right, I'll read the opening scene and, and, uh, you know, maybe I'll go to bed and I could not stop reading this until I got to the last scene. Awesome. Really? It, it was, yeah. The writer is, his name is Dwayne Worrell. He wrote, um, he's written on a few TV shows. Uh, he's, his last film um, was called The Wall. It's a, directed by. Um, I remember you told me about that one. Yeah. Directed this by. Super simple. Yeah. It was directed by, um, um, oh, director of The Born Identity, uh, Doug Lyman. Oh, starring cool. uh, John Cena and um, that's right, and the guy from Kickass. I always forget his that actor's name. Um, oh, Aaron Taylor and, Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Those two guys. Yes. So anyway, it's an Amazon film. You can see it. Wow. But anyway, he's a really great writer, really good guy, and he, and he wrote this story, very similar. This this writer's really good at writing small contained films. You know, one actor in a small space kind of thing. And and the premise mm-hmm. of this is about a soldier in Iraq, he's in the middle of a firefight, he gets hit with a bright light, and he wakes up in this like 20 by 20 room. It looks like a prison cell, but there's, there's no doors, there's no windows, there's no exits, he's got all his gear, his gun and everything. There's no people, there's no furniture, no one talks to him. He has no idea how he got there or who put him there, and then it starts to get weird. Like, Ooh. starts to notice writing appearing on the wall that Ooh. doesn't look right, and some of the writings in other languages. And he's pretty sure it didn't exist a few minutes ago, but it starts appearing. Ooh. Then the temperature starts to change, and then gravity changes, and he like ends up on the ceiling and on the walls. And like, and the minute you think you know what's going on, it changes again. You're like, That's what? awesome. And yeah, the bulk of the film is him on the phone with someone else who claims to be in the exact same kind of space. Okay. And it becomes this, are you the one doing this to me? And, right. And it's these two characters trying to work it out. It's, it's a sci-fi thriller, but it has this, this amazing heart to it uh, because it's, it's essentially, there's a, the, the box forces them to look within. 
So there's a, there's a, there's a trauma aspect to it. PTSD. Yeah. Um, these two characters have had it. So it's just amazing. It's a beautiful film. It's a really cool mystery. Like I'm so excited. And um, yeah, we're, we've shot the last little piece this week and, and wow. it's going to be done here very soon. Um, and congratulations. Thanks. Um, thanks. You made a movie. Speaking I did. Of, yeah. Speaking of, having a lot of weird stuff happen to you or things escalating very, very quickly, quickly. <laughs> we, we watched showgirls <laughs> infamous showgirls uh which came out in 1995 directed by paul verhoeven who Fuck. some of you may know as the director for basic instincts and robocop RoboCop, right. And, and RoboCop. I, I think that's one of the major reasons I was excited to talk to you specifically about it. I don't know if you and I have ever really talked RoboCop or even anything Paul Verhoeven has done, but it's not a movie that Megan has seen. It's one of those movies that I'm like, I really want you to watch, Megan. You want me to watch RoboCop? But it's so like over the <laughs> violence that, but there's also like this uh... satire to it at the same time. Like it's, there, there are like moments that are like laugh out loud funny. But some of the violence in the movie is like, whoa. And it's it's with like 80s practical effects too. Yeah. So there's squibs for days. So, but it's also no. a really good story at the same time. So yeah. for Paul Verhoeven to direct that this movie and then this is so jarring. Yeah. The fact that it didn't like completely or like, or derail his career. Or the fact that he looked at the script and was like, yeah, no, okay, let's do that. Yeah. I'm like, what? Were you sent a different script? <laughs> then you signed on. You're like, well, it's too yeah. late now. Like, what so happened? So a little bit of backstory for this. The same guy who wrote Showgirls helped him write the screenplay for Basic Instinct. Yeah. And we're coming off of Basic Instinct on a huge high. Okay. It was this big commercial success. Um, I, I've, I've seen Basic Instinct. I don't quite remember the plot, but it's like a kind of a sexual thriller, essentially. That's the one with Michael Douglas, right? Michael Douglas and and Sharon Stone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The infamous like leg crossing interrogation scene with Sharon Stone. But but now that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So the same guy who wrote that wrote this. Okay. And I'm really interested to kind of further on, like maybe discuss like... (laughs) What themes do you think this movie had? What do you think they were going for? Not only who is this for? Who, who is this movie for, and why was it made? Why? Like, those are yeah. some of the That's big points thing. that I kind of want to talk why? about. Why? Okay, but just to break it down a little bit, uh, of course, just mentioned, directed by Paul Verhoeven, starring Elizabeth Berkley, who's best known playing Jesse Spano in Saved by the Bell. Uh, we also have Kyle MacLachlan. Showing up in this movie. <laughs> what is Kyle McLaughlin doing I, here? And he's not just like in it in a blip. Like he's, he's in, in it. it. Yeah. He uh, is wet in this Rounded movie. out by a few other That's characters. That's true. Namely, uh, <laughs> yes, yes, very much. Uh, the swimming pool scene is something I really want to talk about too. Christ on um, Gina Gershon, who plays Crystal Connors. We have Glenn Plummer, who has a very extensive career as a character actor. Uh, Robert Dobby, who was actually a Bond villain in one of the Timothy Dalton. Uh, James oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, in Goonies. And, no, my and God. in Goonies. <gasps> yeah. Which, is, which ties into last week because oh, we did Lethal 2, directed by God. Richard Donner. So that ties into Goonies. Oh, my world See, it's is all, just, it's oh, all connected. no. <laughs> he went and opened up a strip joint after they lost the treasure. <laughs> That's right. He's like, well, this isn't going to work. They so we moved banned. to Vegas and opened a strip they joint, were, Cheetah. They were kicked out of Astoria. They were not allowed back. That's yeah. what it is. Oh, my gosh. That's a whole other the, onion uh, to peel. The plot breakdown for IMDb, Nomi, 
a young drifter. I can't with the name. Already I can't. Know me. Arrives in Las Vegas to become a dancer and soon sets about clawing and pushing her way. Clawing. To become the top of the Vegas showgirls. Yeah. Also, it's there's showtime. also a plot breakdown that's like a page long, but I think that's all I'm going to do. Um, yeah. It was really fun watching this movie with Megan, just based on her reactions. I so, wrote down, what is this movie, like, seven <laughs> times. Like, I... <laughs> I think I, you texted that to me too while I you were did. watching it. What? Oh, like, caps. Should we have Jason watch this? I was I'm like, like maybe we can ask him not to watch it. And I was like, can I just please be sure to tell Michelle that I didn't pick this? Like, so, wanna, oh my God. I want to preface this by saying the movie is rated NC 17. Right. It is the yeah. only major NC 17 theatrical release in the United States ever. So, and the biggest release. Yeah, yeah. This the, made uh, ungodly amounts of money in home video rental. Yeah. Right, which is the most fascinating thing so to me, the that budget, it bombed at the box office. Right, the budget was $45 million. They ended up making 36 I think, based on box office. Right. But home video rentals were $100 million. Yeah. $100 million! That is, that is amazing marketing, but I think so. you see that, that infamous poster, and it just, it just sells itself, really. Yeah. And... That's kind of one of the themes that I want. Again, we'll chat about this a little bit later. Uh, but the the themes of uh, sort of American exploitation, and do you think that was sort of their angle the entire time? Just like right. sex sells, and we're not going to shy away from it. Like this is not only is this the story we're going to tell, but this is how these women are actually treated in this industry. I get like, and there's even an article online that's like, actually, this is a feminist movie. I'm like, okay, we okay. can just, all right. Yeah. I don't know about that. Right. Let's <laughs> that shit into that a little bit. Let's so, not. Uh, first thoughts from <laughs> I mean, it. I just the movie just happened to me. I didn't want it. <laughs> it's like you know, it's like an unpleasant surprise. Um, the thing that I said about this movie that I think best best describes it is aggressively hubris. Like yes. it's ah, it's that's a so good violent and not in the like. There's a lot of violent stuff that happens. P.S. Trigger warning. There's a big rape scene yes. that's really rape like scene. hard to watch rape scene it's very oh, hard to watch yeah. that kind of came oh, out of left one. field yeah, there was yeah. No to happen no there was no and also it. too i hated that like all the bad stuff really only happened to people that like african-american actors it's like the the costumer got raped the guy the black guy that wanted to teach her how to dance which what was happening there um he was like sorry i knocked this bitch up so now i'm gonna quit dancing and be a dad like and he's I know, like because kids are the worst thing that can happen to you. He was no no no. <laughs> like, I, mean, I mean yes, but no. He yeah. was like he was like <laughs> no. Like people think I'm awful and he. Uh, it was like yeah. What about what about you, Jason? So like, yes. This what was your, your first, first time thoughts? watching Showgirls. Like what? what I I kind of I think I watched the entire time with my hands like <laughs> on my head. What is that? I mean the opening scene. Yeah. It. it I, you know what it felt like about halfway through? I'm like, because I watched it with my wife, and I'm like, I feel like I'm watching a cartoon with like actual, but a, a live action cartoon. Like, yeah. these are caricatures of people yeah. all dialed up to 11. Sure. Overreacting to everything. And, oh and everyone's, my God. everyone's a gigantic dick. 
Yeah, everyone's a dick. Like, there's no good. Well, the costumer is the only nice. The costumer person. is the yes, only good yes. person. It's like Pulp Fiction went to Vegas and became strippers. Like, there's no yeah. one you can actually root for, right? Except yeah. for like one person. Yeah, and that that was a big discussion we had too. They're like, we're we were both like, I didn't know who I was supposed to connect no. with. Really, I didn't yeah. know who I was supposed to root for. Also, too. Okay, I want to. Uh, I just want to get right into it <laughs> so badly. So, like, okay, so she hitchhikes in. Uh, to Vegas from somewhere in somewhere. the middle of snowy Kansas, I think. I have no idea. There were mountain tops and snow. It looked like Utah was, to me or something. Uh, yeah, or okay. like Montana. So or she was something. on like the eastern side of the Rockies, maybe. Or, yeah, I don't know. Or, so she hitchhiked. Anyway. She hitched. Elvis Presley picks her up. An Elvis Presley impersonator <laughs> picks her up. Who's also headed to Vegas? Which also okay. So she they go to Vegas and she's like, I'm gonna be a dancer, and he's like, That's bullshit. No, you're not. And it's like you need to calm down but doesn't he say like oh i have an uncle who who owns oh a yeah that's right i'll show maybe you he can help you out and so. then they get to vegas not before she threatens him with the switchblade like seven times because <laughs> well, women well he he tries to get kind of handsy with her no he doesn't yeah, but, no he doesn't really do anything so he oh. but he here's the thing that i thought it closer if you want and then she's like knife right <laughs> right well so she's here's the thing i found ironic she walks up. I mean, the opening shot is her walking through a parking lot with her suitcase. Right. She walks to the side of the road. And she's standing so close to the road. Uh, and the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, dang, these cars are like a foot away. <laughs> <laughs> she's, so, she's like in the road. This right. truck almost clips her. Oof. But she's standing in front of a sign that says Las Vegas. Right. Miles. And I'm like, like, I didn't know it snows in Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. But the... the um, the guy in the truck says, I'm headed to Vegas. You're in luck. I'm like, how did he know that that's where she was? Oh, going? I, oh I didn't even think that. about that. It, it I doesn't, think... <laughs> like, it's called Showgirls, so clearly it's set in Vegas. So I These guess are the, things that are important. the world knows this is where she's, yeah. I was, <laughs> Just looking at her, it's like, you're heading to Vegas, aren't you? Yeah. I can tell yeah. from your right. fringe jacket. So they get to Vegas. He leaves her alone with the slot machines. He's like, here's 10 bucks. I'm going to go talk with my uncle. I'll be right back. And then she loses track of time because they don't put clocks up in Vegas. She ends up winning this huge jackpot. But then and then she wastes it. it on another machine. Yeah, because she that's what they do. In. That's yeah. what they do. Yeah, but, um, and then he leaves with all of her stuff. Right. Now, right. here's here's the thing. And she wanders into the, in, into the middle of the road and almost gets hit by a car again. Again, you, yeah. You meet her her costumer friend she's the most aggressive person ever it's yes. like if you told her hey i think i this is this your wallet she'd be like yes like <laughs> right exactly over the top but uh, so i uh, so small pause button i did yeah. read some like trivia because i'm watching the movie like all right well, i gotta i gotta dissect this thing and i'm looking up the trivia about this film right and i saw a quote from the director who by the way when he directed this went under a different name and i Yes. I would love to know why that is. I don't know if you know. It's, Interesting. It's, it's because, and this is something that I thought directors and writers did when a movie does so poorly that they go under a, a pen yeah. name to not associate themselves directly with the movie. But huh. the name he went by was Jan Jansen. Yeah. I don't know why. But, I mean, we can assume why because the movie did not do no, very well. at the bar. Well. It was critically panned across the board. So oh, yeah. Here. swept the resistance. But anyway, what I was going to say was is that he there's a he said a quote. He said, "Yeah, this movie, you know, definitely dented my career. It's been something that, you know, it's been a little bit tough for me." He goes, "But it destroyed hers." Yeah, yeah. Her, please, yeah. And I wasn't I never watched Saved by the Bell. Uh, did you guys watch that? Oh, yeah. I didn't. Oh yeah. I so did. I, I didn't know who she was. 
coming into this. And I guess she, a lot of people did. So I, cause I was looking at this like, okay, let me take a step away from it and go, maybe she's just, maybe she's actually a good actress just in this bad vehicle and made a horrible career choice. And it's just tank. That's what I'm wondering. Her career went in the toilet. Oh yeah. And what the director said, he said he feels really bad because he directed her to be that way. Mm -hmm. Like over the top, really hyper aggressive situations. And I'm like, "Mm." and he, and he felt guilt about like, I think that, like it kind of ruined her because she was that, dropped by her agent when yeah, this film came out. Immediately that after. That was a poor choice. Yeah. And God thankfully she's it. been able to find some work more recently, I would say within maybe the last six to eight years. Oh, really? guys, let's make a pact right now that if we ever are in a position where we're casting something, we're going to consider her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So we're going to call her up and, I and think just be the like, reason... hey, I saw Showgirls and I know you're not working. Um, <laughs> <laughs> have an ultra low budget SAG film. Did you want to come on and be an extra yeah. or like, I feel bad. Like, cause she, anyways, I feel like she wanted to shed that save by the I bell. I think that's what it was like. Literally yeah. reverse Mickey mouse. Like she was she, 20 years old when she made showbiz. So yeah. she was, she was practically a child. Still. That's insane to me. You couldn't legally drink. And yet you're literally yes. having rampant pool sex. Like right. what's happening. And rampant. <laughs> That was that scene. I remember when I remember when they went when they went to Kyle McLaughlin's house. I I like I think I reached out. And you touched did. Meg and I'm You're like, like oh, I'm so excited for what's scene, about babe. to happen. Oh, the pool scene, and she's like, "What? What's happening?" Okay, what, what's so wait, on? we need to go back. So she almost yeah, yeah, yeah. by a car, and then she meets the costumer who becomes her best friend. Did anyone else pick up on like the subtle lesbian like erotic? Well, I thought I just assumed that she was gay. That's what yeah. I thought too. I was like, okay, like, fine, like, whatever, okay. Uh, like she leaned on yeah. her, and I'm like, oh wow, all right. And then she like takes her to go get French fries, and like she, she yells, no, like, oh my god, them. She yells places. I just, I'm like, you need to calm down. If you don't like your burger, just send it back. Like, <laughs> and the, it was very odd. It, there was a theme in this movie where she's just a jerk to everyone, and everyone wants to help her. I, that, yeah, and that I could right. not. I'm like, okay. Maybe the what's do you remember her name? The roommate or what, uh, whatever. Hope. Hope. I thought no, it was Hope. Hope, Hope yeah. was the stripper that came into Cheetah. Oh, that's, oh right. that's right. The that's dumb, right. The, uh, the, the um, dumb blonde. Like it on her name. That's right. But the uh, yeah. I thought okay, maybe she's just got a big heart. I mean, she treats her to dinner, but then says move in, which is right. Move in with me, like right. that's what happens. Right. It's Vegas. Uh, Molly. It, Molly. Yes. It was so odd that she would even help her. I mean, this girl was, she looked like she's on drugs. Yeah. yeah. She's like, like punching cars and throwing down her basket of fries. Like she's clearly yeah. got like a unstable. trigger. And then she's like, problem. I'm just, I'll just live with you for like a couple of weeks. And it's like six months later. And there's living like in BFFs, this like. And she's like doing her nails all cool. Oh my God. The nails throughout the whole movie. The which we end up coming back to later. <laughs> a couple okay. <laughs> Which brings up something I wanted to ask you guys about. What's the deal with food in this movie? Did you notice that? Wait, what right do in you the mean? Op- in the opening scene, they're like, did you eat the potato chips? I totally ate the potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, they're like brown rice and veggies forever now. And, right. But- and she's like angrily eating hamburgers and yeah. french fries. Yeah. And, and then the, also to the, the dog in the food. Car. Yeah, she's like, I've eaten and dog the, food before. The whole thing with the champagne, it's not champagne. I'm like, then what the fuck are you drinking? 
Oh my yeah, god! Well, it's weird. You're absolutely I right. I've not even I thought. See, this why. is like why we bring devouring guests. like the op- that opening scene in the in where you're talking about. She's like just hungrily eating these potato chips. I'm like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know they what that had, means. They only had a, a one twin bed. A, yeah, they both With slept a, in the same bed in like different. And shows. that weird twin bed. Did you notice that bed? Yeah, like, it was like a. Did she bed. steal that from it like a? Like it belonged like on a, a patio. Yeah. Or like some six year olds. Right. Early, like weird. And like uh, the the comforter looked like something from like My Little Pony, but like off brand. It was right. So weird. And then her friend Molly ends up being. It turns out she's the costumer for this Vegas gorgeous uh, casino no, show. Wait, what's no, the name it's, of it? It's called uh, Goddess. 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 Yeah. So she is Jesus. the costumer slash seamstress, and yeah. she's like, "Oh, you should come see the show tonight." Which also, why was that like the first time in six months that she's ever gone? If she had said to her, "I'm a dancer," know. and she She's like, that's neat. Six months later. Oh, by the way, did you want to come to this show that I'm working on? Yeah, right. Yeah. And well, so the problem is. She's waiting backstage. She's kind of seeing the whole, how, how everything works and it's total chaos. But right. there's like a rhythm to it. Also too, you she wouldn't want to stitch audience. someone's G-string. Like she's like the one really angry African-American woman is like, you need to fix my G-string or my snatch is going to be up all over the place. And she's like, I'm working on it. I'm working on trying it. to stitch up someone's boob or something. And there's and then, like monkeys running around. No, yeah, that's, that's, that's a little bit later that's on. Little bit. <laughs> so then they actually like go and do the number and the main Gina Gershon is like the main Attraction. principal actress yes, or whatever. Connors, yes. And it's like, it's, it's, if strippers, and I don't, musical theater and contemporary dance all had a very odd baby. Yeah. That's what this felt like. There, well, there are shows like that in Vegas. Right. right. I've, telling, and I've never been to Vegas. I was Megan telling Ben that there's once. like sexy Cirque du Soleil. Where like, part of me is yeah. like, is this what Vegas shows are? Like they're, they're these sort of, they're, they're, not, uh, they're not cabarets by any means. Because it's all like topless yeah dancing it's uh, but but that brings me to another point of the dancing being really good in right. this movie like it was insane, it's insane. yeah good. like like the, the so athletic awesome yeah but and, and i'm like oh like do, do shows like this exist like is this a thing in and also too like the production value of it was oh my bonkers. god right oh my god. right like <laughs> yeah, there was definitely some money. The movie's gorgeous. And like, and it's, like, it's shot like pretty well. Yeah. The the big production of because there's like we keep going back to this Vegas show and there's all these little different vignettes that we keep getting introduced to. There's like the biker version with chains. Right, the BDSM and then one. There's like the prehistoric one. Right. And then Which, like diamonds are a girl's best friend. I or have something. to say, I personally think that Goddess is just different dance exhibitions of fetishes. That's what I think it is. It was it almost well, I mean yeah. the, the the motorcycle one especially was right. was very but fetishized. like the first one is like prehistoric and then it's like, you know, at any, at any rate. So Anyways. she goes and sees this and then she's like She goes backstage. She goes backstage and there's kind of like a little bit of a hint of like who she could potentially be and who could, she could meet and um and then we she's like, Well, I have to get to work and work is she we have a strip club. And we haven't seen her work yet, right? No, we haven't. Yeah, well, right. we've seen her watch from the audience and like mimic the stuff that they're doing. Which was like, weird. Like that. Okay. <laughs> from, a, from a director's standpoint, at that point, I'm like, I see what they're trying to do, but I don't know what this girl wants. Right. I have no idea. She has no goal. She, no. She, she's trying to get to Vegas 
we're never told why. It's sort of like she's like, I want to be a dancer. It's like Ray in the Star Wars trilogy where Oh, I thought she you were is, just gonna say Ray as in Ray Charles. And I it's was like, like it's like it makes me think of Ray Charles. I don't think that's the same. Georgia on my mind. Um <laughs> Ray in the new Star Wars trilogy is like the luckiest person in the galaxy in yeah. that she's Things not really focused, but she just happens to be in the right place at the right time. That's kind where, of this. Like, and and going back to like people are just wanting to help her for some reason. Right. Yeah. And Carol Connors, uh, it, where, where we eventually get to, other than Carol Connors, Gina Gershon having some sort of crush on Nomi yeah. gets her this part in this show right. eventually. So that's, let's actually tie that back in with into the plot. The, so where we're at club. right now. Yes. So she's at the strip club. She's doing her job. She disinfects which, the poles with her mouth. Oh my God. I, uh, that's when I lost it. <laughs> COVID pole! COVID pole! And I fucking I lost like, it. As soon as her hand now. went down her pants, I just went, whoa! Whoa! Like I <laughs> was like, what movie is this? And Ben licking. said that's NC seventeen. I was like, this is NC seventeen. I totally forgot to tell her before we started watching. I like, like, oh, by I, the way. I was like, oh my god! And then like her stripping. Like I'm used to seeing the lazy ass. I think I'll climb a pole stripping. It's like, yeah, right. Had, like the Tuesdays at eleven a.m. Yeah, shift. it's like, like I had two. Yeah. Hope, but I also am really tired. Like where it's like I'm climbing and I'm gonna do a spin thing, but then I'm gonna kind of slump down. That's right. what I'm used to seeing. Hers was like I'm on a shit ton of cocaine and a Red Bull, I'm but mad. someone just yeah. that I look I'm like dog shit, and I'm gonna take it out on this pole, and you're gonna deal with it. Like I'm surprised she didn't angrily just pee on everyone. <laughs> like she was so angry, like, angry peeing. Like she just. <laughs> Like, she was so intense. And then while that's happening, Gina Gershon and... Tom McLaughlin walk in. Walk in and oh, that's right. That's they're right. They're watching her. And basically, you're kind of told that <laughs> that there's... Because we have this new girl, they're watching this the, stupid they're watching bitch her Hope, dance, they're just like, comes in and is like, what do I do? And he's like, well, if they pay you money, you go do a lap dance. If they pay you a lot of money, then you're, they can't mm. touch you. Unless they pay you a lot of money, then they can touch you. So they pay her $500, $500 for a for private a, lap dance, private for, lap the dance for the them, two of them. Which is weird. And then we get the lap dance scene. Which is... They're... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gina Gershon... Yeah. What's up with I her found this, <laughs> I know. Well, I didn't want to like, you know, I didn't want to be mean. But I tell you what was interesting about her is I was like, why do I know who Gina Gershon is? Because she's that was the one that really, because like, I mean, there is the movie, but why do I know her name? Uh-huh. And I I started looking through her IMDb, going, I have not seen a single movie, but I know who she is. Why do I know who this person is? Uh-huh. And she's it her entire performance in this is basically like the Angelina Jolie school of acting, where it's. Every yeah. every shot looks like she's having sex. Yes. Yes. So it's just, yes. And it's all a pose. Every time, it, it was so weird. Even when she's in the background, they would stat, stagger the actors, and then they'd put Gina Gershon back there, and she would like roll a shoulder and then like push her pelvis yeah. forward a little yeah. bit. And then, yeah. Like, is she giving a blowjob or? Always right. trying it's to like. Always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And interestingly enough, Angelina Jolie was considered for the. Party. Oh yeah. They wanted Angelina Jolie and Drew Barrymore. Oh, no! Charisse Theron. Uh, and Charlize Charlie Theron was so close oh, to actually yeah. being in this movie. Thank oh, the risen Jesus that she God. didn't. Oh, and maybe she could have walked away from it. No. I don't think she could have, though. Like, no. Yeah. 
anyways. Yes. So there's this private dance and Nomi humps. What's his name? Kyle McLaughlin. Kyle. I keep calling yeah. him Kevin. Dune. Humps, humps Dune until he <laughs> paints the inside of his pants. And, and Crystal really enjoys it. And, and yeah, and then. I don't the next know. day, I think, is when she gets, she gets an, yeah, audition an audition for, for goddess. goddess, and it's like pretty obvious that that the gal Gina Gershon wants her to come and audition. But then we're introduced to the whole production team, and everyone on the production team I is a bag of crap. Love the ginger guy. <laughs> I am obsessed. So when, she, when, he, when she started doing the thr- the like, the thrust, thrust, oh thrust. My God. like she's it like. But he had like Cosby sweaters on. Yeah, and he would be like, "All right, we're gonna take that for him." And like, he seemed more like like a you know a go get like a gopher, like an assistant guy. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he's like, "Stop!" Like just fucking came out of nowhere. And I know that I've seen him from something, but I can't remember what it is. Like you know, five and under type roles. He's like a yeah. He's yeah. He's one of those guys that plays the tech on something or yeah, exactly. And it's like I knew him like specifically. I think that he might have played literally a crew member on a movie about a movie, like something like that. So we meet the Um, whole production team. So the production team's insane, and the audition is so bizarre. Mm -hmm. Like they do the dance and stuff like that, and Nomi can yeah. Like and again, it's it's a caricature. Of yeah. a person, yes. the the guy in charge. I'm a dick, and I'm gonna be a dick. Ah, did you go to school? Think? We don't want school people. You got nice boobies. You stay. Yeah, you stay. Right. Here's some ice cubes. Like, and do you uh, think because again, it's Paul Verhoeven. We've seen Starship Troopers. We've seen RoboCop. Do you think that was on purpose? Because there are themes in that movie that are so borderline. I mean, they are satirical, almost bordering on caricature. And I'm wondering oh, yeah. if he was, if that, if that's the whole point of this movie is not only like it, it, hubris, I, hubris, but also like, <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. exhibitionism. It's, it's excessive. It's excessive to the point where it becomes satire. Right. And like you said, but everyone is so over the top. Everyone is so one note. Like that's the thing. It'd be one thing if they were doing it, knowing that they were being ridiculous, but sure. this had so much earnest to yeah. it that I was yeah. just like, it's not good. Yeah. And so, okay, so she auditions, she's basically the last girl standing, and then he's like, why are your nipples not hard? I'm hard, why aren't you hard? And he's like, put Somebody some, wrote that. Put some Somebody wrote that line. On your nips, and then she well, won't do it. And so then she angry, that's the she thing. She storms Anytime off. Anytime if someone says something that she doesn't like, she storms off, and she spots. She like, spots her She spots her <laughs> like, exit. That's right, she does. She does, it's like, if she's going that way, she's like, Oh, like it just, <laughs> you can tell she's a dancer because she spots her angry yeah, exit. Yeah. I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> like, just, when I, yeah. We're all going to hurt ourselves. If we yeah, we're all going to get whiplash. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Neck. Did you watch Showgirls uh, recently? I did. You have Showgirls neck? Yeah. Do you we, have Showgirls we can neck? Help. We can help. Well, it, it, it may help to know that the writer did, it was Basic Instinct, but he also yeah. did Sliver. He oh, did. he did do Sliver, really? Yeah, Basic wow. Instinct too. And did he write Fatal Attraction as well? That would not surprise I didn't surprise see Fatal me. Attraction on there. I haven't seen Fatal Attraction, but that would not surprise me. But Fatal me. Attraction's amazing. <laughs> but every single, um, maybe it's not that one, but 
every single all his movies are like this like yeah. very like some sort sexual, of sexual thriller over, or drama overdone. or something like yeah. that yeah I, and all his movies to me are like fantasies of what he wishes women are like that's how it, my take exactly. on it exactly that's what but i think I don't, it is i don't know if i drew that from this movie because it seemed like you didn't it seemed like he wanted to show us that <laughs> in Las Vegas is awful. Like, and, and what these women go through is truly horrible. And, but, but even the guys are pieces of crap as well. Like I'm, I'm like, yeah. Does I just hate humanity. Like, and maybe his time in Las Vegas, cause they, excuse me, they interviewed about a hundred different, I think strippers or producers, professionals who worked in Las Vegas. And this is what they, and this came, is what they came away with and yeah yeah so i didn't know if it was like a study on like look at the abuse that these women go through look how awful these men are but also so like look how awful they the took women a are. documentary and tried to make it into it they did the they did a reverse christopher guest <laughs> yes. they didn't make it funny or heartfelt or enjoyable they just made you hate everybody <laughs> right uh more Catherine o'hara in this movie it probably would have lifted it a little bit oh yeah and eugene levy we needed you we needed oh yeah that would have been amazing. <laughs> and it was so well i know we're not to this plot point but the guy that runs the first job that she's got uh, the guy yeah. from yeah. movies yeah is just like the guy who runs the show for the new show that she's like the producer they're yeah. the same they're the same person exactly. which okay I we're think supposed we can... to yeah, I think we can jump, though, to that, though, because there was also a weird thing. So, effectively, she doesn't get it, but then she does she, get like, it, gets it because we're pretty sure that Gina Krishan's character, like, wants to fuck her, and so she's like, just give her the job. Right, so, so she, she gets, gets the job. It, but not before there's this random-ass <clears throat> interaction with the, the black dancer guy. Yeah, so that was really weird. Who, that by the way? Didn't, that's that, the, that came out of nowhere, and it didn't no. go anywhere either. There was nothing to it. Yeah, and were but we, he is the guy from Speed. So. He is the guy from Speed. Yeah, he's the guy that Keanu Reeves steals the car from. That's right. That's you right. can borrow your phone. Take the phone. Uh, yeah, so that's what happened to him. <laughs> they took his car, and he lost all of his money, so he moved to Vegas. He caught a bus. Keanu Reeves steals his car. Then he goes on vacation, mm -hmm. and Sandra Bullock needs, you know, they take his boat again because he's yep. in Speed too. So then yeah. at that point, he's totally bankrupt and he's like, I have to go to Vegas. He and can't a, win. A, a he was, he's a music man. He's a music man in speed. Yeah. That's what his license plate town says. Town to town. From Jeez. town to town. So he he apparently writes a mixtape. He writes a mixtape. Sorry, tape. not writes a mixtape. <laughs> he, he has a mixtape where he's written. That'll get him. Has he written a song or like choreographed a dance He choreographed a dance for her, okay. which I'm sorry, I can't tell if he actually did and like loved her and had this weird distance or if it was just a pickup line. It was confusing. Because but again, why, why? Why? He kicks him in the balls in the first time she meets him. Yes. And for no reason. Fired. Follows her twice. twice. They get, they go to jail. She's like a jerk to him. He bails her out. He bails her out. He basically flips him off. Let's get a cup of coffee. She gives him a quarter, says go get one yourself or something. And like, yeah. why is she? Why is he into her? I don't, I didn't I have get no the. Idea. I think he just wanted to sleep with her because yeah. everyone in this movie wants to sleep with And then they have that dance. Nomi. And then I'm sorry, like, the, she, like, they go to his place for some reason. 
and she's like, you really want to teach me how to dance? You really think I have potential? Yeah, and then like, they like, you got potential. They dance, yeah. but it's like, no, no, I got it. One, two, three, and one, two, like do all these turns, but then immediately it turns into dry humping. Like I'm like, listen to sex, which I think was his goal all along. And then I'm sorry, like puts his hands down her pants and she's like, I'm on my period. He's like, oh no. Yeah, he's like rubbing his fingers after <laughs> And I'm like, that we didn't we didn't we need didn't that. need to know that. And she's like, that. you can fuck me when you love me. And I'm like, I don't know what And then happening. it turns out like he ends up <laughs> betting the other stripper who happened to come in on Cheetah's like time. now he's sleeping with hope. So he went back to the strip club. Yeah. The same one. And picked up yeah. a different he just picked girl. up a different stripper to bring back. But he's like, home. oh, so then when she goes to tell him I got into goddess, hopes in the back, and it's like, are you cutting back to bed? And she's like, what the fuck? And he's like, well, we weren't tied. There were no ties. Right. I'm like, you, you were a dick to him. What do you expect? Like, and you didn't even like have like sex with each other to begin with. No. And like, were you honestly right. trying to get a relationship with this? Like, I don't. I don't, I don't know, know what, what she wants. wants. I don't know like what he, he said, wanted. I don't either. know right. what she wants. So <laughs> like, then, I tell you, I know what she wants. Because you remember what? when they go to his place, she's eating a hamburger. Oh, she just wants racing food. down the alleyways. She's hungry. Yeah, like aggressively this really eating this hamburger. And, this just like, and I think throwing French fries, right? All she, she wants is food. Yeah. Oh my she's god, just really she hungry. just wants food. Yeah. What's the uh, deal with the French fries and the hamburger? And because you know, in the because you know, in her redemptive moment, quote redemptive moment, what's she doing? She's sitting on a rooftop in Vegas, overlooking the strip, eating eating a, a hamburger. Hamburger. It's like, yeah. what's the deal with the hamburgers? Oh my god. What is this movie? Like that's all. The only thing I know that she loves. It's like, he's, yeah, he's it's like burgers. Brad Pitt in Ocean's Eleven. He's constantly eating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it reminded me of a Michael Bay moment. Like, there's this, and it's this elegant like Molly move pushing into her. Boys you see, moment. like, the flamingo yeah. logo. Yeah, it's just like Bad Boys, like, dun, with this, dun, like, uh, Top Gun music pushing yeah. in. It's like, <sighs> oh, my gosh. America. So what is they, and and I think again maybe that was one of the the themes that they just totally missed the mark on. Like yeah. we wanted to show like exploitative America for what it was, and maybe that shot sort of like encompassed everything they were trying to I do, but failed know. miserably. So yet. she's she gets so now she's in the show. and they're like, you can okay, there's do do what you need to do. The only rule is you can never go on stage crying, and you can also which eat made no <laughs> no one ever so no one ever did. It wasn't like. <laughs> It's like, yeah, it's it's tough back there and people are exhausted, but I, I don't understand why you said that. Like, don't, don't, what, what? I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, that's, also and like, no one ever does. No, no one, one ever, ever does, does, ever, ever, until like we get to the point where there's like sabotage. Sabotage. Oh, somebody breaks their knee on stage, then yeah. they cry. But like, as far as like, with jewels, where jewels. we get this They're great beads. insert shot. Jewels. <laughs> right. like, Jewel which also, I'm sorry, as a dancer, there is no fucking way she could have stored that anywhere, anywhere. on her costume. She wasn't wearing And she anything. was like dancing and stuff and like reaching out. So where did it just, did she pop them out of her she had wrist? Them out. She had them in her mouth. Like what? Yeah, apparently. That actually, yeah. that I will buy that. I would buy if that. If she actually spit them out of her mouth, that would have been better. Which also too, then like when she goes to spill it and then Nomi sees it, she's like, Oh my, god. oh my god. I'm like, you don't fucking care. Why do you all of a sudden care about this cunt? This is your family. Like, what? Right. Why do you care all of a sudden? And she's like, I have to help you. Because like, Nomi's a good person. No, here's the I, thing. I, 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 wanna, I, I just want to say this. Her name says Nomi. everything about her. If you start talking, you're like, well, I had this 
this thing going on. She goes, no, me. So I am. No, me. <laughs> and, her, and Malone is her last name. So it's like, no, me alone. Essentially. Oh. Which was no. definitely on purpose. That was on purpose. I think I did even read that. Totally on purpose. That it was on purpose. Blech. And also her name, we end up, we end up finding out her real name at the end of the movie is actually said. Oh. Pollyanna. Yeah, Pollyanna, where he makes the joke and she's like, what did you call me? And he's like, oh, you're, you're standing here looking like Pollyanna. Oh, I didn't even catch Pollyanna that. Pollyanna from the That's prayer. right. Or like, are you lost? Yeah. Oh, and that's another I she thing. Was just offended. I didn't catch that at all. That that we'll get to later. So she's she's in the show. Yes. She's going through the motions. Yes. She and Crystal kind of have a thing, but then not really. And then yeah. she ends up like somehow screwing Kyle McLaughlin, and they get together. No, no, for no, because you're forgetting. So the understudy, uh, she gets yeah. hurt. Understudy. So the understudy gets hurt. That's the bead thing that we were talking right. about. Which so the she understudy... gets hurt because she swore at the other dancers kids yes. and said shut the fuck up backstage <laughs> which i don't understand how those children were uh, so pristine like it was such an and i was why are like they backstage how, at a topless Megan's right like that was a that was one of those moments in the movie i'm like what how did the pleasant ki- pleasantville kids show how up in showgirls now how did these acting kids parents get approval yeah. For them to be in this movie. Like, right. right. There's just naked Titties people everywhere. everywhere, right? Um, and so so she like Best basically that little decides boy's life. to like <laughs> <laughs> she's like, like um she's like, okay, well, I'm gonna get my revenge, but doesn't say it out loud. It's just implied. So she during this dance move does the bead thing, and then the guy that's carrying the girl that swore at her kids. The guy slips on it. She falls and like breaks her knee or her something. I don't know. Knee. It was her then knee. They need uh, a, that- a different <laughs> understudy. And there's like two or three people, one of whom, Nomi, is being considered for the part. Yes. So that's where we come in at. But even that whole plot point is so stupid because like she gets it, but then she doesn't get it and then it's the same right. thing with her getting the role in the show right right like she get she it's confirmed because Kama Glotham's like you got it and she's like oh my god and she freaks out and, and then, then all of a sudden a Jenna Gershon is like oh sorry just kidding right and then yeah. how does she get it back like how does she get confirmed from the understudy after she gets it then doesn't oh she doesn't get it back does she because no she doesn't and then she, they just are like well oh, she never is missed a show so i don't think we have to worry about it right now sabotages and then she pushes the her down the fucking stairs her ass down the stairs but this is after like, after your sex scene in the pool. yeah after the bdsm portion of goddess where they're like and this is also after the pool oh is it after the pool? It's after the yes. pool. So, she, so Nomi and Kama Gothlin are already like having sex. We Which, really need to talk about yeah, the pool scene. I'm sorry. So we have to, way, stop to right lay now it down so that people know. The at the end of the day, mm-hmm. this is just two people having sex in a pool. That's is it, all it is. Is it? That's though? that's what it is. That's what they are. But they're doing it uh, on crack cocaine. It looked like it hurt. Yeah. It looked like she was going to drown. Like because he's. <sighs> Sitting on him, and they're they're in the water she's against the and wall. She's like laid down backwards, <laughs> like writhing and in she goes the water, under and the she water. like dips down. If you took a pool noodle and slapped it on the water over and over again, if for some reason we ever watch this again, I'm only going to look at Kyle McLaughlin's face just to see what is going through. He his looks mind. concerned. He looks concerned He's for like, her well-being. And this is a guy that's worked with uh, uh, 
with Twin Peaks man with yeah, uh, his name. Uh, yeah, why am I blanking on his name? Yeah, but yeah, why, but he's he's in Blue Velvet. Like he yes, like he's done Blue Velvet. He's he was in Dune. Like he's been in two different series of Twin Peaks. Like he knows weird, you know. But, yeah. But for whatever reason, this was a scene where I'm I'm watching it and I'm like, Kyle McLaughlin does not want to be here right now. No, he, you can he tell wishes that he could be anywhere else in the galaxy right. other than doing what he is doing right now. Right. Um, it, it so is, the way that no, the way that it works is that they have sex and then the next morning he's like, oh, there's an audition for the understudy part today, oh, and she's like, oh, okay, right. I guess I'll go. Like after she does cocaine. Yes. She starts doing coke. But again, we just still don't know at this point, we don't know what she wants. We still don't know what she wants. Right, no. I don't even know this. And actually, weirdly, that is the first sex scene in the whole movie. Is it really? I think it might be the only time anyone has sex in the film. Uh, wow. Except for the rape scene. Wow. Except for the rape well, scene. The, uh, the, uh, yeah, the rape. I Which know. I thought, very ironic. In a film like this, it's the... Yeah, I wouldn't even qualify it as a sex scene. There's like hints of sex, there's the lap dance, but as far as an actual sex scene, that's the only one, I think. Which, right, I have to right. say, it was so, it's like, it was so disturbing just to see her hand go down and be like, oh, I am putting you in now. Like, I'm just like, I can't, I don't want to like, be here. She like goes down <laughs> on him underwater. She goes down on him underwater. I, I think you can do. I'm not, I screamed I'm not trying to like break it's down It's not a snorkel. Like, it's not a snorkel. That. You're not going to get air from it's that. It's just chlorine. That's all you're going to get. You're going to drown. There's <laughs> more liquid. Come up for air. Someone say cut. <laughs> like, it's one of those oh scenes that stresses you out so much. So then she so, auditions. Okay, so she auditions. And then they say, you got it. And then she didn't get it because the uh, Gina Gershon is like, well, she's a little too comfortable. And, and then and then she's like, you want to pay my nails, darling? Or some yeah, shit like there's that. like a like, whole thing about the nails or whatever. And it's then all a power trip with he's Gina like, Gershon. He says to her, though, um, uh, Twin Peaks guy says, uh, are you just mad that I got to her first? Like, which I thought they were in a yeah. relationship, but were they it just was... like... Not only were they were in a relationship, but he seemed like to generally be in love with her. Yeah, he's like that's the her part. Flowers and all yeah, this he like was just and they're, they're like all over each other, and, and was then, never into Nomi. No, what? and there was like this whole like, thing too about like going to the boat show or whatever the fuck that was. What was? Yeah, that was with the that actor. With, yeah, uh, I've seen yeah. Him before. And it was like, oh yeah, gulping his whiskey. That right, we'll have fun. <laughs> we'll all sing. You'll sing, and then I'll sing, and I will was, all do some singing. There was an amazing shot of him. I swear, this had to be a director thing, where he says something like, you'll come to the boat show, and we'll sing. <laughs> like, he does this weird, like, like that's got to be this direction of, like, take a giant gulp right on top of the line. Huge gulp. It was oh such God. a weird. Do you want to say something about the pool scene before we get too far past it? Is that... Like, I'm looking at it going, okay, clearly they're making this film to be, you know, erotic and, you know, light, soft porn or whatever you want to say. So yeah. it's like, you got to do that and you got to, for all the people who are into that. And all I could think of when I'm watching the pool is I thought she got headaches when she drank champagne. <laughs> but he's, that's, that's what I was thinking about. Because, oh, yeah, when they remember they go out to lunch, she's like, I don't like yeah. champagne. It may, gives me headaches. Gives me glug, headaches. Glug, 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 glug. Now, she's, now he's pouring it all over. 
I'm like, no, no, no. Uh, I thought you got headaches. I call consistency fail. But yeah, the whole sex scene, because it's like, and, and weirdly to me, the sex scene was the least sexy thing in oh, the yeah. movie. Yeah. Because it yeah. was like, well, yeah. if you're going to do a movie like this, like you would think the sex scene would be even exponentially hotter. Right. right. It just was kind of this it was kind awkward. of a boring. And, and then she lays backwards into the waterfall <laughs> that's pounding her in the face, <laughs> which was like. It's like you're well, getting waterboarded. <laughs> what? Like, what? <laughs> like, have you ever been hit in the face with a warm wave and then wanted to be just pounded furiously? Me too. Like, uh, what happens the- if I had a quarter? Oh, God. So-, so okay, so that happens, and then what? And then what? So Gina Gershon is playing this whole power trip of like, you didn't get the understudy, but you can do my nails, and nobody's like, that's it. And so she pushes Gina Gershon down the stairs as they're all exiting from the scene. Right. After the BDSM uh, sort of showcase where Gina Gershon, they're like dancing together. Right. As part of the show. But Gina Gershon's like pushing her on the ground and like being super rough with her. I will say I kind of like that scene. (laughs) I mean, like, like, again. I was like, okay, this is kind of cool because they're like duking it out on the stage with dancing. Motorcycles. There was an actual motorcycle on Motorcycles stage. all over the stage. They're like being like driven around. Over like on, on the second. Yeah. yeah. It, was it, so it was one of the, to me, like probably where all the pieces came together. For, like just, it was kind of, if all the rest of the movie had been good, that would have been a cool scene. Right. Because they're like <laughs> working it into their dance moves. These two rivals are like right. butting heads. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah Falling was, and coming up and it was increasing the steaminess of it. What right. I, I thought they were going to go like, Oh, we need to make both of you the star. That's what I thought they were going to do because of the, Oh, a Chicago type of a thing. Yeah. I, I kind of wish that, that would have been, yeah, but no, but they didn't do that. We've got to yeah. be so, terrible people. So they Gina Gershon gets down pushed the stairs, down the stairs. She's hospitalized for months. And then they, do they audition pit. again for the lead role? No, they effectively <laughs> say, well, we'll just go dark. And they're like, no, we, can't go dark let's get someone in here we'll do liza minnelli we'll come no, we'll in get... <laughs> i wanted it to be liza minnelli <laughs> liza minnelli coming in and trying to do like bossy around I'm all these Jonas. naked <laughs> like people oh, are Abdul. spreading around and see through leotard she's like you know navy is the new <laughs> red is the new navy blue right that's you what know? it is fuck um, should have had the, they should have had the the older lady from uh Oh, the joint. Yeah, what? I'm like, I'm convinced that all of her clothes do that. That she, like, has hired someone to (laughs) engineer all of her clothes to do that. Even her pajamas. With her, we have to talk about the scene where they come to the show and they see her backstage. And it's like this weird scene where it's like the the manager from the strip club. Oh, and she comes right, right, right. Come to visit Goddess. It's this weird sort goddess. of parental. Yeah, like, the guy from it, Goonies. It tugs yeah. on your heartstrings a little bit where they He's come like, and they're like, and then he has the line, and I'm so sorry that this is such a crass line, but somebody wrote this where they're on their way out, and yeah. he turns back to Nomin, and, and he says, must be weird not have anybody come on you. And then they just yeah. and I'm like, he walks away. Who wrote this line? And then she's what not offended by that? that. She's just and she's like, just like, no, I think I'll keep him. Like, like, what is it, this? 
it's this weird like parental moment where she's like, oh my God, it's so good to see you guys. Hey, you did good kid. Look how far you've come. You're and then like he up like, in the strokes her Vegas. cheek and stuff. And she's like, for a second, you're like, is this dad? Leave, or and then oh he says God. this That was. And I'm like, what? Who wrote Was that this? an insult or was it a was I know. Like, I don't. I don't okay. And what do you so, say to that? All right. So then, then <laughs> and she gets. She's she doesn't get angry. She no. gets angry at everything but that. Right. right, right. She, she gets mad at people asking where like, you come from. She's like, but once someone says <laughs> right. people don't come all over you, she's like, yeah, it's a shame. Like, yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, 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 that's it. good. Yeah. It's a plus. Even I though they do. Last night. Like what? Oh, I don't understand. God. So okay. Anyways. So now she's she is goddess. She's goddess. They basically yes. say she can do the role. She is goddess. Oh. Um, and then they're gonna throw this big party for her and. Arthur, long hair, mixed singer, okay. or whatever. White Jesus magician shows yes. up. Let, let's just say this party, like, because had that character been mentioned prior to that point? Yes, yes so it it's like, like 15 minutes into the movie. Earlier, where, where it's like, oh my God, the singer's coming to town. Oh, he's so dreamy. Yeah, where Molly like sees his poster. I think it's after she oh. dress and they're um, on their way back Versace. to Versace, excuse me. Where they're on their yes. way back to the car and they see the poster. Andrew Carver is his name, I think. Uh-huh. And and Molly's like, Oh my god, he's coming here. I love he's such a dream and blah blah blah. And then like he's just totally forgotten. Right. And then I he totally missed that goes up. For this. And again, we're introduced to another guy who is just a dirtbag. Yeah. Like, yes. Molly has like such this special place because he's a magician, right? Does he do a magic no, show? Oh, here's he what. Well, here's where I was thrown because they, they put his name out. I didn't remember him being mentioned. And I okay. thought they were saying Andrew McCarthy. Uh, and I'm thinking, really? The guy from Less Than Zero? Is he kind of, <laughs> like, is he, was he that big of a star in the 90s? I don't even remember. Yeah, we got, him we got Andrew McCarthy. We got Andrew McCarthy coming. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, wow. Well, I guess he, he plays time. himself in this movie. And then the other guy shows up. I'm like, and then oh, it's like, not him. He, he, he like, like hits, on, hits Nomi. on Nomi. He's like, "Hey, I like your ass. You should call me." And she's like, "Um, here's my friend." Also, right? Okay, okay. <laughs> before that, before that, on a silver fucking platter. Molly knows. Molly knows that Nomi pushed Crystal down the stairs. Yeah. And so yeah. Nomi and Molly are kind of on the outs, even though yeah. they're still living yeah, together in this like, trailer oh, for some come reason. Come to my party. You're gonna have such a good time. Molly, she's like, you have to be no, there. She's I'm like, not going, I know what's wrong, and I know, I know what you did. And, and Nomi, you're a horrible person. Right. And like, and then well, Molly, let's go shows, Molly shows up at the party and anyway. She's like, it was super weird. Why? It was so yeah, weird. Like, oh, I. Uh, what, what were you gonna say? The, the milk out of the nose moment was the firecracker. The, the spelling of her name in fireworks. Oh my oh, God. Yeah. Where yeah. it was like, what did it, it was Nomi, it what's was her name? Nomi Malone. And it says goddess under it. It's but God the way Nomi it was Malone. shot, it was at this weird angle and the sound design was like, almost like you hear a womp, womp, womp. Nobody cheers. It was like this, what? And I'm just, I mean, my mind immediately went to, so it's when did they? I guess when she fell down the stairs, <laughs> made the call to say, "Okay, we need this we need design for fireworks to put it at this party because she's going to be amazing." We already know this. You know who made that call? The redheaded assistant. <laughs> That's right, uh, the ginger man. The Cosby sweater. The ginger new assistant. Yeah. The ginger yeah. Cosby sweater. Put it in sweater. fireworks. We're going to light it off as the climax of the party. Uh, yep. 
it was that's how they used to announce like who won the presidency in the 1800s that's how <laughs> that's, that's when those were used last and they have one at this party and i'm like, it's this, vegas. Is like a, this thing is vegas. 200 years old sure anyway. it's vegas it's fine so molly shows up at the party for some stupid reason and then after the guy says like i like your ass she's and like, she's uh, like uh, no here's, my like, here's my friend let me right up on a platter to right. you so then, then even though i know you're a dirtbag because of what you just said just to me. so out of left field they're like oh yeah we're gonna go up here and like kiss and chat and stuff and just kidding we're gonna gang rape you like there's that, no reason for that to happen out that, of nowhere that and it really does that actually really disturbed me because it was it like really you know, did when it first started at the very very early stages of it when i'm like oh god he's gonna rape her I was like, well, why would he rape her? She's why? She would have had sex with him. Yeah. She, yeah, she was yeah. already there. Oh, yeah. They're, they're up and by themselves in a bedroom. Yeah. It was just on. because that there were two other people. And she's like, what? And he's like, it's a party. Yeah. Dude, get like, your dick out and rape her. He like punches her in the yeah. face. Like it's really violent. Like, yeah. like not just Paul Verhoeven violent, but again, the fact that it just and happens the, the for no reason. And the angle, too, for the shot of, like, up above her yeah. and, like, it, her crying and yeah. bleeding. Yeah. And he's licking the blood off her lips. Yeah. Like, like, I was like, oh. Blood off of her face. I couldn't like, watch. At that yeah. point, I had to I look actually kind of looked away. Yeah, I did, too. It was, I was one like, of I can't. scenes that Like, I'm, that's a massive trigger warning. I'm watching, and I'm just like, why is this happening? I don't know. And, like, again, it's sort of... Like, to prove that nothing good happens to anyone in Vegas. It's true. Maybe. And, again, tying back into the theme where the guy who wrote this, I'm like, does he just hate everyone or yeah. do, does everything in Vegas see and again this is terrible? where I said this was me was saying like that there's all this like there's the uh sexual tension between the two women the sexual stuff with the men there's sexual stuff in the pool there's sexual stuff on stage <laughs> there's this and I'm like this I hate to say this but rape a rape scene and stuff like that that is a sexual fantasy for some people sure. so yeah, i think right. that in my opinion that this was like you said jason an opportunity for this guy to write out all these sexual fantasies that either he wants and yeah. identifies with or he knows other people identify with it's like me. i think that's literally the only reason that he wrote this and then decided the through line was dancing like i, I let's, guess let's not like, have drugs Let's not have like, you know, trafficking. Yeah. Let's let's do some lyrical dancing. Let's make that the through line. So Molly right. makes it downstairs, party's over, clearly. Molly ends up in the hospital. Right. With and this in the last 20 minutes of oh the my movie God, that's is when right. we find out who Nomi is. Yes. In right. the final 20 minutes no, of this no, movie. No, no, we also have her go and kick the guy's ass. Right, but before then, Kyle McLaughlin has, like, his little dossier of, like... Like, oh, your parents did this. And yeah, you your were, dad uh, killed your mom, and then he killed himself. Yep. You've been hooking since you were, I don't know, 14. Right. You have a charge of assault and battery, I think, because of your switchblade. And then also, like, the cocaine or something. Yeah, so she's been a prostitute for a very long time. And, right. And sort of like what you were saying of, like, why does she go to Vegas to be a answer yeah yeah uh, and you know that big reveal was like okay and and <laughs> exactly so what's like is why is, is he surprised like yeah. i don't think there's a single one of these dancers who hasn't had a background like that right, and right. It's like, right. why do you care yeah why is this a big deal to you 
Yeah. And she like spits in his face because he's just like, oh, you're fantastic at having sex and whatever. And he's well, and like, I meant that too, as a compliment. She's and then, like, uh, what does she say? She's like, we have to do something about fucking. Oh, and he's like, no, I'm not going to do anything about Andrew Carver. Like, no, he's part of the team. He's part of the team. Yeah. Why is he part of the team? I didn't get that. What team? Like, I'm, who's assuming, team I'm assuming it's one of those things where it's like producers have multiple different shows that they uh. pay for. And so maybe he is a part of what the producers of pay what for, Kama like Bachlan his show. Does as far as like right. him producing. He produces Goddess, shows. he produces, this guy is a singer, he produces da 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 da, da. I yeah. really wish I, he were a magician though. I, do, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I will say, I do think if they were gonna put that in there, which I don't think it needed it, it didn't need it. No. They should no. have put it earlier. Yeah. Like, like, like the opening scene. Much earlier, like, <laughs> instead of at the end of the movie. So she goes full vigilante mode. Yeah, that Weirdly. Like, like, uh, like, and she's like doing whip the, turns. She's doing yeah, head yeah. turns, like turning and then kicking the guy. Which also, too, turning and kicking with spiked heels. It she killed him. Almost like an episode oh, of Alias. Yeah, he's dead. One thousand percent, she killed him. Yeah, like, and I actually she, think that's why she left because she killed him. Oh, like she's wanted for think, murder. Like I she's going to be Vegas. wanted for murder. So she goes back to the hospital. She gives her friend a stuffed animal and says, "I kicked his ass." Bye. Bye. Not good luck getting home on your yeah, trailer park. Like, I, you know, abandons her, leaves her, leaves her there, but not before she goes to see her quasi lesbian friend. Oh, who, what the shit! And was we have that? no resolution to that either. We have no why. Like why Crystal, Crystal's her? like, oh, how do you think I got my first lead role? Some I, I had to shove someone down the stairs too, darling. And we're just like, okay, so you're both. Also, too, she said that terrible. she's from Texas. I saw no Texas accent. Neither, there was nothing. Neither. She's like, just adding darling at the end is all she did. And like, she, yeah, she, it came in every once in a while. He like, gives she, her he, her hat and she's, they say bye, and Crystal's crying for some reason. Like, why is she crying that Nomi's leaving? Like, the two of you, you, I don't believe that you loved each other for a second. These people need help. They need they a need lot a of help. Lot of, so I know I don't normally talk about mental wellness on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Especially during this pandemic, it's important. Like y'all, you need to go see someone. Need All y'all need to go see somebody. And we weren't, maybe we weren't as far along in mental health as we are now. They're right. 25 years but, ago. Dang. So then we end the movie. We end the movie. With her hitching a ride with, with the, the same, same guy that brought her in. just happens to get picked Which up. Which also, too, I don't think he meant to steal her suitcase. I think he was just stupid. I, I, I guess. Why would he give her 10 bucks? I, yeah. I mean, like, what would have been in that suitcase? Gold? Like, it's clothes <laughs> and some toothpaste. You, like, remember Travers where jets? you picked her up from. Right. Like, she probably don't but got it was, a lot. There was, that was so, such a bizarre end because it was like... Okay, so he leaves, she leaves her friend who clearly, like, in a time when her friend helped her out when she moved to Vegas, needed some, a place to stay. She really should have stayed and helped her because she can't work. Right. Right. While she does the show and, okay, so she's going to abandon her. She has no car. Isn't she a big success? Yeah, does she have all this money? Why is she hitchhiking? Yeah, she's like on a billboard right there. So you're getting money. Why is she hitchhiking? Mm -hmm. I guess she's going to LA because there's a big LA sign. Yeah. Right. So then, does so she want to be an all... actor? I guess I don't know. It was so weird. 
I think they had sequels on the mind. I think they were like, oh, now Nomi's going to LA. Watch out, Los Angeles. She wants to be a big actress. I bet they had that in mind. They did? There's a Showgirls 2. There is a Showgirls 2. Written by the same guy. Yeah. And it's, and what is it called? It's, uh, it's like no. Last Hope or Hope Floats oh, or something. Uh, Pennies from Heaven. Oh, Pennies from Heaven. It has 1.6 stars out of 10. It's not Wait, rated. What's the plot? The same guy, Glenn Plummer, who plays like, oh, the, the black guy who plays the choreographer who's trying to sleep with her. Greg Travis, who plays the slimy guy who eats his champagne. Um, oh, my God. Wait. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Wait, what's the plot? What's the plot? Uh, Las Vegas stripper Penny Slot. Oh, uh, no. Sets out on an adventure to become the star dancer on a dance television show. With stars in her eyes, she tries to find the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, but instead finds danger in a town more wicked than Sin City, etc. It goes on. Her name is Penny Slot. Ends with, how bad do you want it? We have to watch this movie. Oh, no. I don't. Is it NC-17? No, it's not rated, so it could be a Oh, that's a safe bet. (laughs) I'm sure it's a I... And that is Showgirls. Yeah. That is that is Showgirls. Jason, like what? What like what? What did you what, feel uh, after no, you like, watched this movie? Like, yeah, because we we're gonna go into trivia. Well, let's do trivia first. We, let's okay. stick to the stick. I just I'm really excited to not only hear how you felt, but let's maybe get into some trivia. Trivia that might uh, clue people in as to why this movie was made. So let's cue that trivia music. Uh, when the film swept the 16th annual Razzie Awards, Paul Verhoeven turned up in person to accept the right. award. He's the first director in the ra- in history of the Razzies to do so. That's amazing. I read that, yeah. Well um, Elizabeth Berkeley was paid only $100,000 for playing the lead in this movie. When a special... <laughs> vi- <laughs> When a special VIP, a forty, excuse me, forty-five million dollar budget. I wish it was stronger. Forty-five million dollar budget, and she she got a hundred thousand dollars. The the writer got two million as an advance that, to this movie. Fuck my life. That is insane. Plus another one point eight, I think. After you guys, I'm telling you, we need to hire her. We need to write a show, <laughs> not this, and hire her. This is extremely important. When a special VIP edition box set was released in 2004, Elizabeth Berkeley requested two hundred twenty-five hundred dollars to be interviewed, and they declined every single one. Uh, <laughs> Kyle McLaughlin actually sat through the entire premiere. And he was just completely horrified. Like he has like this huge thing about it being inadvertently funny. So it it found its place eventually. It provides entertainment, though not in the way I think it was originally intended. It's it like was a just cult classic. He thinks it was maybe the wrong material with the wrong director and the wrong cast. So basically, from the ground up, it yeah. was all just a bad idea. <laughs> Um, and the it. fact that it didn't derail his career really is pretty yeah, fascinating. Yeah, that's the too. thing too for yeah. me that makes me, I don't know. He was already pretty established going yeah. in. He had some big, big hits. He was hits. pretty established. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, well, she'd done television at that point. But Still? But Kyle McLaughlin had been acting for a long time. I've, and oh, he had, Kyle's career. But all his movies are weird, so. Yeah, yeah. so maybe they're just like, like, oh, he did another thing. movie, right. Yeah, he fits in with, uh, why is it that I'm blanking on his name? Uh, yeah, uh, it's not David Fincher. It's uh, David. Uh, it, come on, 
Come on, brain. What is wrong with us? I know. Hang on. I never know. I'm just always content to not know because that takes so much pressure off. (laughs) Erase her head. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's just David Lynch. David Lynch. David Lynch. Why can we not think of David Lynch? Um, Um, Yes. So, so yeah, he sat through the whole thing and he was just like, yeah, I I think it was just the wrong place, the wrong time, the wrong people. Wrong movie. Um, But as Jason mentioned, Pamela Anderson, Angelina Jolie, Vanessa Marcel, Denise Richards, and Charlize Theron and Charlize Theron auditioned for the role. Richards would be cast in Paul Verhoeven's next movie, which was Starship Troopers. Um, The only time the actresses complained that they felt uncomfortable was during the scenes with the monkeys, because the monkeys constantly constantly stared at their boobs. Um, And (laughs) as of 2009, showgirls- children to stare at your boobs. Right, yeah. That's what everybody else doing on set. It's totally okay for us to have kids back here, but. As of 2009, Showgirls is the highest grossing NC-17 movie of all time, um, and is the only NC-17 film to ever be given a wide distribution release. Um, Jenny McCarthy almost made it into the final rounds, but then they found out she couldn't dance, so she she Uh, went up pretty quick. I know, I know. Her career would have... Okay. And like you said, like you said, uh, it hundred million dollars in VHS and DVD rentals when it came out. Like so, sanity. it definitely made its money back, but just not in the way they expected. Not in the way they, you, that they expected. So, and this is a what did you say, forty million dollar budget? Forty-five million budget, and they made thirty-five million, 35 million worldwide for box office. So they came out ninety million ahead. After <laughs> it's actually still in MGM's top twenty all-time. Highest video rentals. That's it's still in the top twenty. That's which insanity. Is crazy. So, so okay, Jason, what did you think, and would you recommend this movie to anyone? I would not recommend it. No way. <laughs> I mean, and it's not like it's sort of like okay. I get that there are movies for different audiences. You know, there's <clears throat> this is for people who like porn. It's cool. It's, it, that's it's for that. Sure. Uh, and you know, there's not a lot of those that are great. I mean, there's movies for people who like skateboarding or people who like, I don't know, bank heists or something. There's people that like dancing. There's plenty of dancing movies out there. Yeah, yeah. Carrie Ann Anaba, by the way, is one of the dancers in that. You know who that is? From Dancing with the Stars? Oh, oh. She's one of the dancers. I was looking for, I didn't see her. And I think Elizabeth Berkley was on Dancing with the Stars too, wasn't she? She was. I think she was. And I think she kind of struggled. Yeah. So I... I, I didn't like the movie. I mean, I, it's, it's, and it's weird to say this because I didn't like it because it painted so many people in a very ugly way. Yeah. Uh, it was very, I found it, I think it's weird to me that you would interview so many showgirl people mm-hmm. and miss so much of the point. Yeah. Like all of their terrible backgrounds all of the straw and the and the the way that they're talked to and insulted, but you miss the like for one thing. It, it's always odd to me when filmmakers make movies about the arts and get it wrong. Right. Yeah. It's sort of like a doctor making you know showing someone how to do appendix surgery and he completely uses a butter knife. Right. Just I'm like wait, that's not how you do it. What are you doing? So like. The idea that she can pick up an entire complicated dance number in a, in a morning. In instant. Yeah. Like, wait, all right. And we she's got no training. Let's yeah. remember. Yeah, she's got no, no training. training. Or like, if she did have training, we have no idea. They like over and over and over again, they reinforce that he's, she, she's never had any training. It's just a mm-hmm. gift. Yes. Right. It. Yeah. 
I think they call this uh, the Mary Sue syndrome, where we have a female character who doesn't earn anything, where yeah. everything is just given to her for no good reason. And, and again, going back to like, people just want to help this person for some reason. And where we haven't, we haven't seen you struggle other than your suitcase getting stolen. Right. And yeah. there's really no reason for you to be, to have risen to the position that you're in because we haven't really seen you struggle. Right. You've been given everything Well, there's that an you assumption, uh, just to play devil's advocate, there's an assumption that she struggled because you start out with her carrying a suitcase looking rather lonely, trying to hitchhike her way out in the middle of nowhere. Right. So you assume mm -hmm. that she comes from quite humble beginnings. But there isn't anything actually specifically noting any kind of struggle Until the last 20 or minutes, any kind of we find goal out. of what she wants sure, to be doing sure. instead. None of that was established. No. And going back to what you were saying about making a movie about the arts, but totally missing, again, the point of their struggle, what it actually takes to be and live uh, that kind of lifestyle as a showgirl mm -hmm. in Vegas, mm -hmm. I think could have been really compelling. Yeah, in my it opinion, it was the wrong director. Paul Verhoeven should not have directed this just because right. look at his other movies. Right. And I think maybe coming off a of basic instinct, they were like, oh, he can give this kind of like a sexy edge to it. But it should have been more, not documentary style, but if he did something that was more true to the lifestyle of a Vegas showgirl. Right. Yeah. It, it could have been really great. It could have been really And it great. even could have been soft porn really great. Sure. Sure. Like, what's that? Give you her know? just a little bit of character. Give us a reason why she's so angry. This could, actually, I would say that this was almost a good film. Almost. Like, it, it came very close. Just if a little bit of. You could have a lot of those characters be exactly like they were. You just change some of the leads just slightly. Yeah. yeah. Lines here and there. Oh, yeah. A huge difference. Yeah, given, for sure. And, and I know you said that you, that you wouldn't recommend the movie, given that, uh, given its sort of cult status now. Yeah. Would you recommend people watch it once and then never watch it again? Well, that's what you want. <laughs> you're in, you're Do you like this movie? That's what you that's, want. That's my argument. Is ben that wants think, everybody to watch it once and never I think see everyone it again. who is of age should watch anyone who I don't know. I I love movies and I know you love movies too. Yeah. But it is one of those movies where you're like, I cannot believe that this was made. You know, it's one of those movies that is so again, and, and we've all agreed that the production value is incredible. Yeah. yeah. It is a great movie to look at. An insane And game. it was shot well. Yeah, it was and shot it was well. Good the, 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 the costuming, the sets, all of that stuff, yeah. the camera work and, and all of that was really, was really cool. But everything else is so god-awful right. that given its cult status, I'm always of the argument of like, yeah, watch it once and then never watch it again. Like you've, you've and seen what, it, what Hollywood can become, I suppose. And when, um, you, when you say that, are you, what do you hope, it, what do you want the, their experience? Yeah, to what do you want? If we don't know what this movie was trying to do, right. why would you want to have someone watch it? Like, what do they gain from that experience? Because I, I, I am fascinated to hear what each individual person gets out of it. Like, what, like why do you think it was made? Who was it made for? Yeah. That, that kind of, it, it, like you said, it's all, it's almost a movie that happens to you. It you just know? happens to you. <laughs> I didn't agree to this. Right. It came at you. <laughs> like Literally. the race you did. Right. Uh, so anyway, I, I, well, fascinating. I, there was one big takeaway I had from the film was what that, what Paul Verhoeven said about how he has this guilt about like, wow, I directed her to be, to act that way. Sure. Mm. And so it was, I kind of feel it's a little bit my fault that, her career tanked and this career, this movie did. 
Cause I, as a director, I've been in that position before. Sure. And sometimes when you're making, well, you guys know, sometimes you're making this film when you, you don't see what it is until you step back and go, Ooh, Ooh, like they did with like temple of doom is like that, you know, sure. Spielberg yeah. and, uh, and Lucas, even though I like a lot of temple of doom. Me too. And you know, I, well, we, that's a whole other conversation, but they've said <laughs> on, they've said in interviews that, um, they didn't realize how dark the film was going to be until it was over. Like, yeah. they, Oh, well, it's a little, this and a little, here's some bugs and we're going to do a chest, pull a heart out of the chest. And, you know, I mean, they melted faces in the previous one. So, and all of a sudden, Oh, wait a minute. We put that next to child slavery next to, right. <laughs> Oh, this is really kind of dark and scary. So, uh, that happens. It happens all the time. And it's sure. very hard to see it a lot of the times when you're making the art. When you're in, in the thick it, yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. When you're inside of it and you're not seeing the forest yet, you're at the tree level and you're like, you know, Coming and it's, happens. it happens. I've had it happen to me where you'll direct an actor a certain way. And at the end you look at it and go, man, I, I think I made a mistake. Sure. I happen mm -hmm. to do it like that it happens. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel for, and I was looking at the film through that lens because I read that quote before I saw the movie. So I was trying to look at it like, did, did, is this just a culmination of a lot of like, oops choices? A lot of bad choices, yeah. And I, I think that's the case. I think mm. Kyle McLaughlin, Glocklin or Glocklin? Glocklin, I think. I don't know. Glocklin sounds like a fancy gun. <laughs> that's sounds like a rich person's gun. <laughs> it's not a Glocklin. Oh, I got mine, the Glocklin. <laughs> don't worry, we're safe. Uh, he is attracted to strange yeah. psychosexual thrillers. So yeah. I can see, totally see him reading the script going, yeah, this is edgy. And, and then he's, you know, I, for, uh, what's her name? The lead, Elizabeth Berkeley, uh, you know, she was on a, a hit TV show trying to make something edgy and different, trying yeah. to break character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it was the same for, I think she probably worked very hard. Yes. Yeah. Clearly did. Like she clearly. Oh, I totally agree. And I, I think, and that's the thing that's hard to see is that it's hard seeing this because you know that she's talented. Yeah. And it's yeah. almost like you can see that she is, she is doing exactly what an actor is supposed to do, which she is taking direction and doing what she yeah. knows the actor is, or the director is asking for his vision of this story. Yeah. She's a good actor. She's doing what she's supposed she's to do. She's a good dancer. Too. She's an incredible dancer, but what was put together for the script and what was put together for the direction ended up in this explosion and not in a good way. Yeah. And you have to put yourself in her position where you're like, if you're coming off of Save, a, Save by the Bell, trying to break the mold of this cookie cutter, yeah. brainiac, really do-gooder character in Jesse Spano, where you're like, okay, I want to go in the opposite direction of that. Mm -hmm. Paul Verhoeven mm -hmm. is attached to this. Yep. The guy who wrote Basic Instinct wrote yeah. this as well. Like, on paper... How is this not a yes? Yeah. How is this not, like, sign me up? On paper, it's like, it's a risk, but I think it's the right <laughs> bet. Yeah. And then, it's like you said, Jason, just one thing after another, and you're so in the thick of it, maybe it wasn't something Didn't they see could it. see. Yeah. So, I might be changing my opinion, because <laughs> I think... <laughs> what, what I mean is, is as far as whether or not you should watch it, yeah. And I mean that, like, I think if you're a filmmaker and you want to know what can happen, it might be a good one to watch as a lesson. Sure. Like, sure. Because I think what never took place in this film was what is this movie really about? Right. Right. I don't think that Why? the writer and the director never sat down and went, who is the character? What are they trying to, 
What do they want? What's in their way? Are what are we trying to say? Like, yeah. <laughs> are we trying to show the underbelly of showgirls? Great. Well, what's going to pull us through that? Like there, there wasn't right. those kinds of, I don't feel those kinds of conversations happen. So no. No, it, it kind of left this meandering plot. And if the character doesn't want anything, well, neither will the audience. Yeah, why should right. we care? Like, why as, should a, we care? like yeah. as an actor and now as a copy editor, I was like, my job as a copy editor is to advocate for the reader. That's my role when I'm a copy mm-hmm. editor. And as an actor, it's my role to be a good storyteller and be of service to the story. Both of those parts of me were screaming at this movie. But also to like, advocate for your character, too. Right. Like, and I, you're, I, you're, I, you're like, your character's lawyer is what Ethan Hawke likes to say. Yeah. Oh, that's a great, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. are the lawyer for your character. And even as a director, you're but there's a Fine line like, that you walk as an actor yeah. where you're not bridging into entitlement because you are not a director, you're an actor, you're a part that that is a part of a bigger whole of yeah. the story. Yeah. So it's weird. It's like uh, maybe she's just doing what she's supposed to do as an actor, which is portray the role that she's being told. But then at what point in time did, could she have possibly advocated for herself and say, I don't think that I'm supposed to be Especially a raging Especially given the, the story that's being told, like yeah. Vegas showgirls, like you do what you're told, like you hit your marks, like you get your pelvis 10 feet I'm into curious. the air. Now I'm curious. Now I want to see this script and I want to read it in a different way. Like yeah. take yeah. away what we know and like layered in a different way. Yeah. Like what if the character wasn't yelling all the time and wasn't spotting her exit every single time? Yeah. What if Gina Gershon's character was actually like, I don't know, decrepit in some way. And it was like kind of sad. Well, you can see like, yeah, like in, in her character specifically, you could sort of see like this, uh, like maybe age kind of chipping away at her maybe? Sort of, like the, at the very, very beginning when all the paparazzi are taking photos, they're like, right. how old are you? I'm like, shut the fuck up, who says that? No, I'm, I'm like 25. Saying <laughs> that would have been interesting to see. Like right. you see like, okay, and that been the years kind of catching, uh, kind of catching up with me. This insecurity of like, oh, this new girl's coming in and she's just as good as I that was when I was 20. Great. Yeah, that kind of thing. That so, could have been an interesting way to do it. Would you recommend this movie? I Here's the thing. I'm like Jason. <laughs> Originally, I'm like, I would not recommend this movie to anyone. I especially would not recommend this movie to anybody. And I always try to caveat this a little bit. Um, the trigger warnings on this are pretty intense. Yes. If you've ever had any kind of domestic abuse, yes. if you've ever had any kind of like yeah. um, sexual abuse, if you've ever had anything where you know, you have been raped, this is probably not a movie for you to watch and that's okay. Like, it's fine for you to miss this movie. Um, But with that said, there is just a very, it's almost like when you eat uh, maple bacon barbecue chips, And you're like, this oh, is just so disgusting. Good. You're like, but you that eat it. so good. Like, this looks like it could be good. And you eat it, and you're like, oh, that's gross. Can I have another one? <laughs> like, <laughs> you want another one, and you don't know why. Yeah. And I think it is because that there is a hint of potential in what this could have been. Yes. Like, no, for all the times that we have watched PG-13 movies that were like, this would have been so much better if it was rated R, we went the opposite direction. We went mm-hmm. to an NC-17 movie that if it had been rated R, we probably would have come out with a better plot. Right. So kind of to your point, Jason, it's interesting watching it and seeing the potential of what could have been there and what can potentially go wrong when you're creating a movie and not taking a second to step back before you get to the finished product. Yeah. yeah. Or in the middle, you're going, let's just make sure. I mean, if they had yeah. a budget that big, they could have done some pickup shot. I don't know. But yeah. Oh, I do think as an actor, like it's it's tricky if you start getting into the territory of, well, my character needs to have an X before I can do, you know, I don't want to be this jerk 
because you don't want to go down that road because the actor doesn't see the whole story. Right. The director can't. So like, I mean, shoot, look at The Sopranos, you know, the mother, I don't know how well you remember The Sopranos TV show. But I never watched it. Crazy person. But she's so key to the story. Um, uh, did you ever see the movie? It has uh, to be justified. I think that's the big thing. If there's mm-hmm. no justification for what's happening, mm-hmm. no one's going to care. Yeah. And I think that was the big thing that was missing is there was no justification. There was no why. Yeah. There was nothing that incited everything that happened. It's like <laughs> this big sexual flower exploded and no one actually planted the seed. Right. That's right. No one asked for it. No, no one asked for this movie <laughs> at any rate. Well, we're, we're, I think we're wrapping up here. Um, but this was such a fucking pleasure. I yeah. heard that so wrong. <laughs> uh, I didn't mean to say it that There's way. only one sex scene in the movie. There's right. only one There's sex only one. scene. Right. And uh, yeah, you will drown in that. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, but thank you so much for coming on to our podcast. Of course. I want to do it again. Yeah. We'll have you again. You like I know we're going to have our friend Stafford on again for when we finally watch Frozen 2. Um, and, uh, we'll need to find something. Cause again, it should be something that you haven't watched, which I know you said which you have be... not watched any M night Shyamalan movies. Uh, really? I just, well, no, no, I would say I gate, I have not watched anything since signs. Okay. I was about to because, say signs. And I have an interesting theory about Shyamalan is that he is the most debated filmmaker on whether or not he's any good. Mm. Right. Think about that. Every time his name comes up, people get oh. into arguments about whether or not the guy is actually talented, yeah. which I find endlessly fascinating. <laughs> no, he is good. No, he's not. This movie was a turd. Like no, but it was because of this. If, this, oh, if that man was an ice cream, he's not vanilla. He's Rocky Road with jalapeno. You either love it or you're like, I have no idea why you like that. <laughs> but it is, it's ice cream. It's made with blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just, I don't, I don't think it's ice cream. It's terrible. Right, exactly. <laughs> like he, he, I don't think there's a single other director on the planet who is debated as far as if he has any talent than him. Probably right. Probably right. I don't know. I can't think of any on top of my I was head, thinking but. of um, fucking uh, Edward Scissorhands. What's his name? Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Oh, Tim Burton. Tim Burton's I mean, incredible. You but can almost divide Tim Burton's career into yeah, it's two like there's there's cults. like there's there's at some point he just kind of loses his mind and goes deep into the world that he's created and doesn't actually think about what that and looks like. Escape, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> like he's just got Helena Bottom Carter just in his head at all times. <laughs> and Johnny Depp, he's Johnny just really Depp. into her. Literally. He just always sees that's who he sees on the street. He doesn't yeah. actually see other faces other than those two anymore. Mm, um, but thank you so much for coming. Yes. We would love to have you thank on you. again. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, once again, would ask that everybody subscribe, um, please share about our podcast, any and all sponsorship from the month of June and July is going towards the NAACP. At this point, I think we have $2. So just listen to the ad. I mean, we're going to make a a pretty big donation ourselves, but we would like to supplement as much as we possibly can. Um, plus, I mean, we have fantastic guests and we're really funny and humble. So you should listen to our podcast. That's true. Um, Yes, and uh, and I don't know what our next movie Me is. Me neither. We'll we don't have know. To, we'll have to rock the boat. Figure it yes. out. Um, the Beastmaster. The be- <sighs> I haven't seen that. I can't. Yeah! I know. <laughs> I can't believe she hasn't seen the Beastmaster. Are, Let me tell you. Is- I don't understand I, why you're always surprised because it's like, that's why we started this podcast. I don't I have know not what seen she did movies. when she was growing up. I watched Cats watch and I watched Friends. <laughs> like, that's you, like- you would love this movie because it's got, you know, a shirtless Mark Singer. Mm-hmm. Like the entire time, and a shirtless Tanya Roberts. 
Yes. There's really no going wrong. And Rip Torn as the bad guy. You're He's a great villain. Names and I don't know who anyone is. Remember, and I don't know any names. You don't know Tanya Roberts? You well, can say, oh my gosh, Florgan Dorgan's in it. She played like, Donna's oh. mom on that 70s show. Well, and the, and the guy from The Jeffersons. I can't oh, remember the actor's yeah, name. he plays the guy with the bow staff. Yeah, he was yeah. awesome. Oh my God. Uh, what but, now, Beastmaster 2 so is a totally is different story. So this is where, at this point, <laughs> Sin and Newbie starts to like, because you guys are going to start right, nerding out really hardcore. Well, it was, the Beastmaster was one of those films as a kid when I had to sneak into the theater to watch. And yeah. it terrified me. Like, I was wow. terrified at certain scenes. And, like, his, it's... Oh, it's a okay. trip. Maybe it's, I'm sure it still holds up. Beastmaster sure. would be a really good one. Um, so. so, yeah, uh, but that's everything. Um, everybody stay safe out there. Wear a goddamn mask. And, uh, wear a mask. Wear a mask. mask. Thank you so much, Jason. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.